Welcome to Real Talk with your host, Nick Hoyle. Proudly presented by Podcasts New Zealand. Yeah, uh, I started a digital agency, well, sorry, joined a digital agency 2010, which we built and sold. Uh, and then I helped set up another one. And we formed Connector in 2017, which is more of a coaching business for small businesses, just focusing on marketing, which has sort of evolved into general business coaching as well as marketing, because we've found that a lot of small businesses that we've dealt with really struggled to get the fundamentals of businesses as well, because they're great practitioners, just struggled around some of the business fundamentals. Frame on things, right? Great technicians, yep. but the um, encompassing the whole thing as a business wasn't working for them. And um, yeah, we can all relate to that on some levels. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, hey, so, and like I know you've been doing a lot of uh, content yourself um, since all of this blew up in the last last few weeks. Um, and I've jumped on a couple of your lives, and they've been really awesome. So um, it's, it's it's really awesome to have you along on ours today. Yeah. Just, I think the important thing right now is. We've got to share as much knowledge as we possibly can. There are a lot of people out there that are bloody nervous. There's a bit of confusion out there. We've just come through this whole shock phase. And um, right now, we're just waiting a little bit of clarity from the government around when things are, can be fired back up again. Yeah, yeah. That's the, and that's definitely a big, um, big thing for everyone involved. Like, when can we get out of our houses and get back to work? Um, <laughs> a, a friend of mine's actually been tracking the cases, and it looks like it's kind of stabilized day by day now. So hopefully um, the, we've made the right call and keeping people home is, uh, you know, going to, going to mean that we can back, get back to work sooner, right? Yeah, oh, look, I think they've definitely done the right thing. I think they've also done a couple of little, of the, a, little a few little things wrong, um, but for the right reasons. But when you're dealing with something of this magnitude, you're never going to get it all right all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think... Uh, Sanu and I said the other day, you know, regardless of your, um, you know, your political persuasions or whatever, at the end of the day, we've, we've, we're fortunate enough to have someone making some decisions, whether you agree with them or not, at least someone's there making decisions. Because um, there are countries that obviously yep. haven't had those decisions made, have ended up um, far worse than, than we're going we're gonna to fare. Hey, so mm, the... Um, um, I... I was just about to say, I, 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 I tend to sit on the fence politically. Yep. Uh, hang on a sec. Uh, the joys of technology and the alarm going oh, nice. for this interview. <laughs> oh, there you go. Reminding um, you, reminding you got to come on. Yes. Oh, yeah, now you're back. So I do tend to sit on the fence politically, but mm -hmm. one of the big things that I, I do think is that we probably couldn't have a better leader um, on an, a sort of like an empathetic basis. Mm -hmm. You know, she's she's a great communicator. She gets human nature. And the last thing we needed, in, you know, in the last couple of years, was somebody that was stoic and lacked emotion and lacked empathy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, enough of politics. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're just this Sunday, man. We're going to keep this as lighthearted as possible and have a bit of fun. But yeah, you know, when we spoke the other day, you were you were banging on about your three Ps and, and, and um, can we just expand that uh, before we sort of dig too deep into the detail, just for the people who are listening, what, what, your, um, what the message you're really trying to get across is at the moment? 
Sure. I think one of the big challenges that so many businesses have got at the moment is how the hell am I going to survive? You know, and, and the, the saying is out there all over the place, survive and thrive. All right. So the big question is, can we get through this? If we can, what is my business going to look like? And what sort of things do I have to be doing now to make sure that we can survive this thing? And, um, you know, the, the government handout, the bailout that everyone's sort of been sticking their hand up for is, is great. But for some businesses, it could be a bit of a poison chalice. Um, and so, you know, there's really a few things that you need to look at and you've got them up on the wall, thankfully. You got the protect, the promote, and the pivot. <laughs> Love it, yep. <laughs> and so the very, very first thing in any time of crisis that you need to look at is how do I protect my business? So whether that's through the legal things, you know, I know Brent Long has been giving some great advice lately in and around uh, commercial leases and things like that. Your overheads going through line by line um, and your overheads making sure that you strip out all of the fat that you've got there. We did it ourselves and it's actually an amazing exercise to go through when you go, shit, am I still paying for that? Yeah. Um, and then there's that scary one where the people are really important, but sometimes, you know, you, you're better to have a slightly slimmer ship to, to ride the turbulent seas than to, to founder in the big seas when you're just overladen with resource that you, you don't need. And so sometimes we have to make that call and we have to make it early to shed a couple of headcount, um, which fucking sucks. But you 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 got to make that decision because you got to you got to have that money in the bank to basically make sure that you can ride this through and, and be in a position to to start to grow again. Yeah, it's kind of that message that. Um, um, so yeah. one of the big. Go on. Yeah, well, that was kind of the message that we went yeah. through the, the last couple of days. You know, obviously we had. Um, from a county perspective, uh, and then we had Jung sort of handling um, handling those critical conversations. Yeah. And tomorrow we've got um, uh, Karen McDonald doing a, a big piece on HR, so getting that piece right. So again, I, I just can't, can't can't help but make sure yeah. that people are really thinking about those decisions, right? Yeah, and as much as we love our people, sometimes you know you're better to have a business that you can grow and for them to come back into. Hmm then everybody sinks and then you get to the point where you're like you know what i've just got to get a job and then everybody loses yeah so the other thing that we're definitely advising all of our clients to do right now is do a risk and an opportunity register so go through every single one of your clients and if you haven't done it since we've been in lockdown man get off your ass and do it today mm -hmm. right go through every single client that you've got do a, a sliding scale one to ten or sorry, one to five. One is low risk. So, you know, they're financially, they're still surviving. They're okay. They've indicated that they're going to pay the bills. You've probably hopefully just done your invoicing and um, you've been speaking to them and they're saying, look, don't worry. We've, we've got you covered. Through to five is high risk. You know, they could be hospitality, tourism, car hire, you know, all mm, those businesses mm. that have just got zero cash flow right now and maybe don't have a business. And then you flip that around and say, well, where's the opportunity? Go through all of those clients again and say, well, okay, well, let's rate them one to five on that scale. Where are they in regards to opportunity? And so you, you end up with that little Venn diagram of high risk, low opportunity mm -hmm. versus the high opportunity, low risk. 
and that's where you need to be focusing the the, the majority of your time, of your time and, and supporting efforts. and doing things and and yep where you know we've got some of our clients have got no money and high risk but massive opportunity and we're still continuing to support them we've said we're going to give them a retainer um, holiday mm -hmm. so we're not expecting any payment off them over the next probably two to three months and we're just going to write it out for them and see where they go and yeah, that's you know, we know that if they do get through it, then that generosity is going to be repaid tenfold because they'll okay. never leave. And they've got the high yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I get it. Mm. So really, it's that whole protect, protect pieces. You need to look after your business. And first and foremost, your existing client base, you need to protect that cash flow. You need to protect that revenue stream before you even think about pivoting and all those other the other pieces shore up that that week to week month to month cash flow that you've got that gives you a starting base that you can make all of those decisions about your business can yeah. i afford to keep these staff on i was going to say yes, it, just, it gives you that it gives you that kind of real ability to look and and really reset your budgets reset your thinking for a changed economic whatever we're in moving forward yeah. right yeah, and straight up, you know, one of my businesses on the agency side, um, year on year, down about eighty percent. I've got a, I've got, I've got an Airbnb. No, I've got one booking for the rest of the year, and that's probably going to fall over. Um, thankfully, both of them, the way that we've structured them, we'll, 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 we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the Airbnb, we've made enough money over the last 18 months that there's a, enough to keep it going for 10 months worth of overheads um, with no booking. So we're quite com comfortable and confident with that. Uh, and that's unfortunately an area where a lot of small businesses in New Zealand, we do let ourselves down, down is we don't have that war chest. We don't have that, that magical number where we say, hey, look, we've got to have three months of cash flow. If we don't have three months of, of cash in the bank, mm -hmm. then we're going to be putting ourselves at risk. So shoring up some of that cash flow and ensuring that you're looking after those clients do more for less if you have to yeah that was that big message that jamie gave us the other day um, just cash is king so whatever you yep. got to do to get some cash in and yeah yeah so there's there's that then there's the pivot um so many businesses are, are looking for that pivot right now now the important thing about the pivot is it's a pivot it's not a completely new business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's looking at, uh, and it's another good thing when you go through that exercise of those threats and opportunities, when you look at those businesses that you've got opportunities with, sometimes you identify the opportunities that you either thought were a really, really great idea, but you didn't have time to pursue, mm. or they were a little bit left field and they weren't part of our core. Now, all of a sudden, those opportunities become real opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and you can look for There's now time for you to kind of put into that too, because you're not, like I said the other day, you're not out doing the delivery side of your business that you'd normally be doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so, for example, we've got I've got two people that I work with. Both of them, um, funnily enough, are in the whole uniform game. So they do school uniforms, sports uniforms, um, things like that. They focus. The revenue stream is heavily, heavily um, weighted towards sports events. Yeah. and things like that um and the reality is, is they get most of their stuff out of china they bring it into the country 
So they're an import distribution business. So when you flip that around, it's actually they're, they're in logistics. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, yeah. So what have they done? Um, thankfully, they've gone, well, we've got a, a, a great relationship with our people sourcing product in China. What do people need now? We're a logistics business. They've gone to their networks and said, great, you know, anything that you potentially want, we can probably get our hands on. And now they're coming back out with offers of um, protective masks and equipment and medical gear oh, and good. things like that oh, that good. they can source for their network. And then that's expanding into other areas. So it's a big departure from what they, the core of their business is, but it's more of a temporary pivot using their existing resource mm -hmm. to fulfill a need that's there today and keep that cash flow going while the event scene waits really to find out what's yeah. going on. Yeah, the events business. So there, is one there that's is in those right now. Yeah, lots and lots of little things uh, in in our industry, in the coaching and the training industry. Even you looking at universities, that that pivot from going from face to face to online coaching. We've been doing it for three years. Eighty percent of our client meetings have been online, and our clients actually like it better because we can record these. Yeah, and they can they can refer back to them later on. Um, things like that. So, you know, what is it that you do that you can do differently that'll keep continuity in your business, over deliver value for your clients and mm. go from there. And so um, on the promote point, what are you suggesting people do right now? It's a tough one. We're, we're getting to that point where, you know, in that first week or so, everyone, including myself, was saying, now's not the time to sell. Now's mm. not the time to sell. You need to be adding value, giving support, yeah. all of that sort of time. But we've, we're getting through that point now where the shock is wearing off. We're getting a little bit of stability and normality in our lives, even though it's a completely different situation. Um, we're, people are developing routines and normality. Mm -hmm. So they're starting to look for other things that they can be doing. So now is the time that you can put offers of support out, not necessarily the hard sell, unless you've got something that people desperately need in these, these, these times. I mean, ourselves, we have created a, what we call our Corona um, support packages, where we have mm -hmm. really taken a lot of our programs and made them, wrap them up so that they're uh, a lot more affordable and a lot less time commitment for, for businesses. We're doing a pay what you can afford piece for certain businesses that can qualify wow, versus our, our traditional retainers. We're giving away the LinkedIn training program they've got for a dollar. So you can still promote the services that you do, but it's how you wrap it up and how you package it. And, and quite simply, you know, us giving away that LinkedIn training program is as much lead generation as it is goodwill. Um, you right. know, let's be yeah. blunt about this. We're all in business where I'm absolutely happy to, as a $500 program, anyone can have it for a dollar. But in essence, what happens then is there's a big uptake on it. Um, people are then, in essence, paying to yeah. get onto our database. Yeah, that's good. That's for something good. that we've created two years ago that's made us a lot of money and, and it could still continue because LinkedIn is an incredible resource that people need to utilize even more in this day and age where we've got physical distancing and and you know social mm -hmm. separation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree with you. So, so it's 
it's getting to the point now where you can be selective around what you promote, mm -hmm. but you need to be really, really clear around your messaging. Don't do the whole selling on sca uh, on scarcity and fear. You know, those are sort of like the 1990s. Oh, I know, but I think if two things, always sell on value, um, always prove the value that you can offer. So if you've got testimonials now or things like that, now's the time to, you know, dig deep and go and ask those clients that you've been working with for all of these times, even if you've had, even if you've lost them because they've got no business, get that testimony, get that video testimonial, get that white paper where you've got time to do the research on the impact that you've had on their business. Um, if you're in a retail environment, you know, go through that database and get people to go and do those Google reviews. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now more than ever, people yeah. are actually willing to do those, those, a lot of people sitting around got nothing to do, mom. right? Sitting yep. around at home and, and it's a perfect time. Mm -hmm. Hey dude, look, hey, we, we dealt with you six months ago, man. I know you really enjoyed the experience. Could you got five minutes to give us a Facebook review? Yep. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and be upfront about it and say, we're doing this because we know we need to invest time in our business now. Because if we don't, we're going to really struggle to get through this. And to get back. If you got it, yeah. If you got any value out of the service that we gave you, we'd love it if you could share a few kind words. And yeah, I think that awesome that language. wording is really yeah. is really clever because. If you ask for a review, then people have a little bit of license to go one way or another. It becomes a little bit salesy, doesn't it? When it's a yeah. when you ask for mm -hmm. a review or a yeah. testimonial. Yeah. Yeah. But if you turn around and you say, Hey, look, if you've got any if you've got if you've got a few kind words that you'd like to share about the experience that you had with us, I'd love it if you could, you know, click click on this link and share them on, on Google or Facebook. I bet you find you get a much more personalized, uh, you know, one-to-one -one type uh, response that way. Yep. Yeah. So now's the housekeeping time. Now, the, the, I won't say the last thing, um, but we need to be focusing on a couple of things right now is, is number one, it's, it's up here. Mm -hmm. our mental state you know there right. is self-care is massive I've, I've i've i was reluctant to call it but now that i now that i've said it a few times the more i believe it is sadly i think the biggest killer from this whole thing is not going to be the coronavirus it's going to be suicide from depression from people that think that they've got no 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 nowhere else and so you know first and foremost we need to be looking after ourselves and looking after those mm -hmm. people around us that we love then yeah. we need to be thinking about our business. Sadly, I saw a post at our group yesterday that had a, someone had a friend that literally done that. Um, it was a bit of a reality check for me, you know, what was what I'm doing here right now and just doing everything I can to help and what have you. But to see that, it was pretty, made, made me realise that this is a very real situation that's happening out there and, and our business owners out there are going through some fucking tough times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so self-care and, 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 you know, care for those around you is, is the number one thing that we need to be focusing on, which is why I do agree with the, the government lockdown on this. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we need to be positioning and preparing our businesses for uh, what do we call it? I'm calling it re-entry when we come down mm -hmm. into level three. 
And thanks to Adrian Pickstock, who's another genius and an amazing business coach. Um, smooth landings when we get into uh, level two and below. Yeah. So yeah, cool. if you haven't got a plan now, then start making one. And don't think about time. Think about phase. Think about the level that we're going to be in as, as a business, as a community, as a nation. What happens when What happens when we come out of level four and level three? Yeah. What sort of things should I be doing and getting myself prepared for so that I've got my messaging right, I've got my social media right, I've got the emails that I'm going to be sending out to all my potential clients right? Mm-hmm. If you've got that ready now and you can press the button, then you're going to be two steps ahead of your competition. Yeah, I like that. That that strategic piece has been such a um, a thing that a theme that's come up with everyone that I've interviewed is is really come back to it. You know, use your time to be strategic so that when you go back to work, when you go back to selling widgets, whatever it is you do, you're actually you're actually ready for the new environment and you're prepared to to get out and grind. So yep. Just, it's just incredible to hear that same thing echoed throughout each person that we jump on with here. Yeah, and even you know, talking to people like I don't know if you've you've had him on, uh, but just people like Robert Ball, who is really really great in this whole area of lean. Okay, so what are some different ways that we can operate? You know, I've I've had to, you know, streamline the business. I've lost a few headcount. Um, and we're going to make do, you know, working with, with people like that, that can have a, can let you work with your team and figure out the processes that you can follow to do a better job with less people or less resource is going to be critical to, to really maximize the opportunities when you come out of this, because the, the biggest fear I've got is that we, you know, we we all chop everything down so so heavily. We won't be able to scale back up. When we do start firing up again, we're just going to burn ourselves out. Real talk with Nick Hoyle, brought to you by Podcasts NZ.